It really Aww. got me through a lot of hard times when we went to NSCC, so I really appreciated that energy. And yeah. Oh, Gabby. Oh, you <laughs> guys. Oh, you guys. <laughs>
day. <laughs> you would need two weeks of preparation. What are you doing in those two weeks? <laughs> Working up the courage, probably. <laughs> See, 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 uh, I can't because the anxiety would be way too high those two weeks, like, and, a, and, and too much self-doubt, like, can I, can I fight this bear? <laughs> can but I do it? What's gonna happen? I, I think I'm fighting the bear. You can come up with something in an hour, you know? <laughs> I think it's pretty easy. Our next two questions were from John oh. Langer. John Langer, John. shout out to John. We miss I you, miss buddy. Him. Hope all is well. He uh, he's currently working over at Seaside FM in Halifax. Yeah, I saw that. So hmm. shout out to him. His first question is: If you could introduce one modern gadget or technology to your younger self, what would it be, and how do you think it would have changed your past? Oh God. Oh. Hard-hitting question. Come on, buddy. Why would you do this? Um, <laughs> Come on, John. <laughs> How dare you make a good question? God. How dare you? Brienne, I'm going to give this one to you first because I need a little bit of oof. I do too. So, Gabby? Um, <laughs> I thought about it a lot. I'm introducing my younger self to the rewards program, the Tim's rewards program, because let me tell you, if my younger, like, high school self could be like, if I get this many coffees, I get one for free, my mind will be baffled. And it's through the oh. phone. When it's right there, I don't got to keep a card. It's right there. Instant. Tim's Rewards Program. I think I have mine. You got okay. yours? Shoot, yeah. Sarah, shoot. I would introduce Adobe Edition to the younger version of me. Mostly because when I was little, I used to sing into like an old flashlight and like, you know, sing my heart out. So if I had Adobe Audition, I could record myself singing and then become the next young pop star. There is a oh. real live picture of me and I must have been nine or ten. But I am wearing the Gabriella fit from High School Musical. <laughs> and I got, I got the dress. I got the microphone. Because at the time, oh, I was God. like, that's basically my name. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was super fangirl. And it's it's on my mom's Facebook. Oh, I'm going to go right now. I'm, yeah, I'm going to look at that after. I need to see this. Oh, God. It's a treat. Oh. What, what about you, Brienne? What about you? This is a hard question, John. And I love you. But I also have a little bit of hate because I can't think of an answer. But... <laughs> I mean, I was going to say rewards, but Starbucks. Starbucks rewards. Starbucks is my life. If you guys don't know me, I have strawberry coconut refreshers a lot. <laughs> That's my signature drink, and it should be called the brand. Yeah, when we were all attending NSCC, 80% to 85% of the time, there was a need to stop at Starbucks before going into morning class. Brienne was our chauffeur and she would drive us to Starbucks and we all got our necessary coffee. Yep, that, yeah. was, that was nice. And was every nice. time it was a strawberry coconut refresher. And I think Sarah's yep. was the peach green tea, lemonade. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. So John's second question. If you had to spend an entire day without oh. screens... So this is including phones, computers, <gasps> Apple watches, etc. How would you spend it? In bed. <laughs> asleep. You would just sleep a day bed. away. Yeah. No. In bed, sleeping and crying. This oh, guys are so sad. <laughs> no, I have a, I have an answer. Okay. <laughs> I would spend the entire day at the beach. Oh, it's cute. Ooh. You don't have any screens to scrap. Just, just scrap. Scrap. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should keep a tally. That's that's two Sarah. That, two. That, that, that's two Sarah. <laughs> don't have a screen to distract you. You just soak up the salt water, the sun. It's a great Ooh. way to spend the day. I'd probably paint too. Paint? Do some mm. art. That's cute. Yeah, I am. Um... I actually really love camping. I was in Air Cadets for seven years. My favorite thing in Air Cadets was the camping trips. Uh, we were taught survival, 
how to make fires, how to make shelter, all that mamma jamma. Now, I wouldn't go that intense, <laughs> but put me at my parents' cottage. They're right on the water. I would go swimming. I would read a book. That would be my day. I love that. Yeah. So thank you, John, for your questions. Up next is the one and only Darman. Mr. Darcy Robinson. Hi, Darcy. We love you. Miss you. All that mamma jamma. His first question is so wholesome. For those of you who don't know Darcy, he's the most wholesome fella in the entire world. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about each of your co-hosts? Ooh. What's your favorite thing? Give me a second. I'm trying to word it. I I can start if you guys, if you got the time. I'll start. I'll start. Um, Sarah, your confidence is through the roof. Honestly, like <laughs> Sarah, Sarah goes to the gym a lot. She is uh-huh. posting gym selfies and I get extremely envious of the amount of confidence that Sarah gives on Snapchat and stuff. I really love seeing it and I love seeing people that are passionate about things that they like. And uh, Brienne's just a bubbly person, in case you already can't tell. <laughs> Brienne is just super happy all the time, super outgoing. It it radiates like crazy, and oh, yeah. it really uh-huh. got me through a lot of hard times when we went to NSCC, so I really appreciated that energy. And yeah. Oh, Gabby. Oh, you I'm guys. Oh, you I'm guys. <laughs> so I have mine. Okay. Okay. Gabby, you are so incredibly talented. All your stuff you created last year and like two years ago, I love every single bit of it. You do things that like blow my mind and I want to pick your brain. So I'm happy we're doing this. Now <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to pick my brain, let me tell you. But, but thank you. Thank you. And Brianne, same thing that Gabby said, like you're so bubbly. And anytime like I'm having a bad day, I'm like, you know what? British Columbia, Snapchat, let's go. <laughs> tell me something. So, yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad that I can make your guys' day happier a little bit. And I try. I do stupid stuff all the time. You should see my Snapchat camera roll. (laughs) I guess before we move on, the other day I was cleaning my room and I was also sick with COVID and I saw Star Wars lightsabers that I had like since I was 10. And I put on some Wednesday night classics on the radio station, just listening to old country. And I started doing moves with the lightsabers. And I, my, my head or body sent it to Frankie Hollywood. It was like, like my moves. <laughs> she had the moves like Jagger, guys. And then he replied and he was like, yeah, I like them. I was like, cool. Thanks. Yeah, that, but, that yeah. just about sums up Brienne in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll post some later on to, to give people a happy, happy thought. <laughs> give people <laughs> one happy. <laughs> <laughs> just just, just, just happy. one happy. <laughs> one, not two, not three. <laughs> I love that, Gabby, that you're there for me no matter what is happening in your personal life. And, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I can just reach out and you always know what to say. And I love that. And Sarah, same thing with you. Like, you're always so nice and so helpful. And I love when we hang out because that's my favorite time. When we're going around Halifax when we were in school and jamming out. I think that's my favorite thing about you guys. This is so cute. Thanks, Darman, for that question. Yeah. Real, real tearjerker. Real tearjerker. I know. Um, <laughs> the next one, The next one he has is a bit of a thinker. So I don't mind going first because really think about it. If you could have a song made about you, who would you want to sing? What genre would it be? And is there any certain quotes or slogans that you want in the song? Me personally, I have always been a huge fan of Coldplay. Coldplay has had a really strong impact on my life. So Coldplay would have to sing it. And that's kind of the genre I like to kind of alternative alternative rock there's one for me i get one point i really love alternative rock indie folk um those are like my go-to genres so Mm -hmm. something like that would be a vibe and then my very first tattoo 
is a quote from Dr. Seuss. And it says, why fit in when you were born to stand out? So I feel like that would need to be in there somewhere. Oh which one which one would which one of you guys would like to go next? I can go next. I think no surprise here, I'm a big country music fan. <laughs> yes. Um so yes. it's definitely definitely have to be country. Um I'm kinda of thinking like a Zach Bryan Ooh. kind of like something in the orange okay. vibe. Yeah. I can't think of any quotes or slogans, but I guess like kind of a song about like you're by yourself but you're really not. Yeah, I like yeah. that. All right, that leaves you, Brienne. Okay, well, just thinking about it on the top of my head, probably pop, and I would probably want Lizzo to sing it. Lizzo, Lizzo would make an awesome like person to sing it. Yeah, the queen of pop herself, Lizzo. And I don't really have quotes or slogans, but if Lizzo wants to remix some names that I've been called, <laughs> like all good names, but like different nicknames I have, like British Columbia or whatever. Yeah. Starbucks, Pink Drink. She can do whatever she wants. I trust Lizzo 100% with my song. That's awesome. So our next person getting a shout out is the Pulse Man, Ryan Pulsifer. What's up, buddy? Oh. We miss you. Like crazy. I miss your company so, so much. I miss um, working with you. Yeah, Sarah misses working with you. I'm so jealous she got to work with you. Yeah, the library's not the same without us. His first question is give each of your co hosts a superpower based on their personality. Oh, um. I'll go first then. Sarah, I'm going. I, I really flip flop between the two of either like super speed or super strength because I'm just envisioning you just walking into the gym with like your headphones on and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And like going so hard, like lifting weights and like Wait. running on the treadmill like crazy. So I don't know which one. It's Probably pretty 50. strength, I do not run. Yes. <laughs> Please go with strength, please. <laughs> okay, so I, the answer is super strength. Brienne, I went with the power to fly because, because girl, the way you go down the highway sometimes, girl, girl, girl. My, no, my mom might be listening to this, so don't mention anything. <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. Brian's in big mom. trouble. Brian's in big trouble. Yeah, you you might as well just fly to your destination. It'd be the same time, same time. Oh, okay. Okay. What about oh, you guys? Sarah. Oh God. Um. Okay. I know I'm for Brian, but Gabby, you're a little stumping me here. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Brian, the power <laughs> to take anything that's like crappy and make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, what, what do you call that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fixer upper. <laughs> Fixer upper. I'm, I'm the next candy candy. I'll take that. I, I'm funny with it. We lost Gabby. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Thank you. And like I said, Gabby, you're stumping me here. You're stumping. That's fine. You can put a pin in it. Pins in it. All right. Brianne, what about okay. you? Um, Sarah, I'll start with you. I was kind of going along the teleporting superpower. Ooh. I definitely think you would you would ace that. Save a lot of money from the boss. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just teleport. Yeah. And what about Gabby? Yeah. <laughs> the same thing with Gabby. Like, it's stumping me. But I feel like you could have all superpowers. And just yeah. be like, that is the best. Answer. That is the best answer. I'll, I'll take it. I'll. I got all of them, guys. I collect them like Pokemon. <laughs> like the Thanos stones and the yeah, whatever it is. Yes, I'm here for it. And uh, and Pulse Man's final question: the age-old question is a hot dog a sandwich? No, no, no. Hot Why? dog's a hot dog. Now here's my thing. Hot dog is not a sandwich, but I think it's a sub. It's yeah, because the breads. Yeah, it's a sub. It's not a yeah, sandwich yeah. because a sandwich you need actual bread slices. Right. But I would say it's a sub. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all agreeing that yeah. it's a sub, not. Okay. 
Thank you, Pulse Man. Thanks, Pulse Man. The next Thanks, question. Epic plot twist. It's from me. I made um, two questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you could talk to any animal, what one would you want to talk to? And which one would you not want to talk to? Oh, God. Hmm. I would want to talk to goats. Ooh. Goats? I think they're just cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the one I would not want to talk to is a seagull. Oh, that yeah. is a very good answer. Because <laughs> they're so loud and they don't stop, so I feel like it would be the same way as they're talking. As somebody with a genuine fear of birds, thank you for that answer, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. What about you, Brienne? I would probably want to talk to a deer. Because they're so cute. And they're like, they look chill. And an animal I probably wouldn't want to talk to would be a llama. What, why? Very why? I don't like llamas. I went to the zoo and I just, I don't like them. I think he was the one in the valley, Alsbird or whatever. You have to go in this, this little open space with llamas. And I'm always scared for my life, so I run right through that. <laughs> they do be freaky. I spit uh, on you. I would love to just talk to a dog. A dog mm-hmm. would just say, I love you, I love you, you're my favorite person. It would just be so happy all the time. Um, at least yeah. my, my parents' dog, Rosie. I think Rosie would just be like, I love you, I love you, treat, treat, I love you, I love you. It would be so nice. I don't want to talk to my cat. Sophie? Like, I would right. not want to talk to my cat, Sophie. Sophie has so much personality in her face. <laughs> If that makes any oh, sense, no. she just gives you a look and you're just able to know exactly what she's saying, whether it be good or bad, but mostly bad. And I don't want to mm-hmm. be judged. I don't want I don't want to hear my cat judging me. <laughs> I I know that from looking after your cat. <laughs> yes. Facts. Facts. My second question, what armrest is yours? in a movie theater i always take the right side one yeah oh i'm team left yeah i'm team because i think it's because i'm right-handed so i automatically just go to the right and that's and that's exactly why i feel like on the left side because my Mm. right hand needs to access the popcorn so then and the popcorn is more of a necessity than the drink True, so true. I got the drink on the left side, and then my popcorn normally sits on my lap, on my right leg. So I got that, and I got the drink. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't you ever look at me like that again, Sarah. There was so you looked at me like Sophie looks at me. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like for me, I'm like the totally different person. So like if I'm sitting next to like for example Daniel and like he's using say the right side, then I'll use the left side. Or if he's using the left side, then I'll use the right side. You just kind of go True. with the flow. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. The last you two. It's like such like in depth answers. So I'm like yeah, that's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last two questions were from the one. And the only Emmett McIver. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Two different reactions. So anyone that knows Emmett, he's going to keep these guys on their toes. Um, One of the questions is actually fine. But the first one, man, this, this is exactly how he worded it. I'm, I'm not giving you any detail. Just go with what the question says. I'm scared. What, what vegetable scares you the most? Um, <laughs> that, Are you okay? I, said, I have an answer. You already have an answer? What is it? Asparagus. Why asparagus? Because... Okay, everyone stop what they're doing and look at how they grow. And then come back and tell me that it is not the most terrifying thing ever. 
What what does it do? I don't know how an asparagus grows. What what does what does it do? Like it doesn't come off of a shoot or anything. So like if you go to it literally just <laughs> it just ploops. Yeah. Interesting. I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole at three AM. I can see that. <laughs> what what about you, Brienne? What about you? I have no idea. No. I'm really gonna think about this. Brian's like, what even is a vegetable? Oh god. Yeah, I don't really have vegetables because all I have is craft dinner, Mr. Noodles, and milk oh to drink. That is a meal That's of all. champions. It um, is. <laughs> I'm going eggplant because you people on the internet, you people <laughs> on the internet with your eggplants. I I see what you're doing, and that's nasty. That's nasty. Y'all are nasty. Do you, do you got an as, answer, Brienne? As a kid, I was, like, hating broccoli and cauliflower. I get the cauliflower, but, like, broccoli is life. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Emmett's final question, and the final question that I have. Does lettuce belong in a donair? I'm going to say no. See, I don't know if I'm going to make some people angry, but I don't care. I, I love yeah, Donaire so much. I love Donaire meat. I love Donaire sauce. If yeah. lettuce is in there, I'm not going to be like, oh, oh, it's gross now. Like, I'm not going to not eat it. Like, I'll eat it. But I'm, True. I'm indifferent. I don't care. For my thing, like, I rarely have donairs because they just screw my stomach up. Yeah. Um, but, like, what I'm thinking about, like, if lettuce is on a donair, it gets soggy. Yeah. It depends on the type of lettuce. Like, if you have, like, a thicker leaf in there, perfect. French kiss. Mwah. But if you have, like, the, like, shreds of lettuce and they get soggy, then it's kind of, like, ruining the mood. It's a no-no texture. I understand. Yeah. I get I can respect that. We will be right back, but first a few messages. Hi, I'm Michelle McIntyre, owner and co-founder of Ignite Fusion Fitness. I wanted to create this podcast so that everyone could unlock their inner fit bitch. It's time that we broke out of those misconceptions and those chains that get put on us in life and know that movement and being fit is a gift that we give ourselves. You deserve the best version of your body possible, whatever that is to you. I've taught fitness for over 30 years. That moment when my client does the thing they thought they would never be able to do, whether it's that first push up, that first pull up, that first turn, that first invert, that light, that spark in their eyes, then they look at you and you look at them and you go, yeah, it's all right. It's okay to be proud of yourself. Yes, you did that. And that moment is a gift to you. And it is a gift to me to see. It is the reason why I love what I do. I hope this ignites that inner fit bitch so that you get started, you break out of your fears, that you start moving, that you start taking a new class. Get out there and start being brave. And maybe that's it. Maybe this helps switch that on button for you from being afraid to try something new to flick. Fuck yes, I am going to try something new. Join me on January 9th for You Can Be a Fit Bitch too. And now it's time to get back into the spook. Sarah has some spooky ghost stories lined up. I do. So I have two stories. Now I want to come out of the blue. Come out of the... Come out before I do anything. Yay! That's number three. Um, <laughs> keep, keep going, Sarah. Keep going. We got you. You got this. So, you got this. So I want to come up before I start um, and just say that this is not my idea. Like the ghost stories, Nova Scotia. These two that I picked out, I found the internet. But I got the idea to do like a Nova Scotia ghost stories from this girl on TikTok named Ashley Drake, um, and she's doing like 31 days of October, 31 ghost stories. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I got two that we're going to talk about. One of them is pretty common. 
if you live in Halifax, you know it. The other one, it's going to put you through a loop. Kind of long. It's an old story, and I never heard about it before. I'm excited. So I figured I would read through it, and we can talk about it when I'm done. We'll get your opinions. Okay. Perfect. Cool. So the first story I want to cover and talk about is a story, like I said, that if you've lived here for a while, you know about it. If you've been on a ghost tour or even just a tour of the city, it's most definitely told. And this is the story of St. Paul's Church. So St. Paul's Church is located on Argyle Street at the center of downtown Halifax and has been around since 1750. So with it being 273 years old, you would be stupid not to think it has some sort of haunted history. In 1917, Halifax was hit with one of the worst tragedies in Nova Scotia history, the Halifax explosion. And St. Paul's Church was several miles away from the explosion site, but the blast traveled at a pace of 3,300 feet in a single second. It was the largest man-made explosion of the time before the atomic bomb. So if you're looking at the church from Barrington Street, the church, I can't describe it in images because we're video audio here, but like it's directly across the street from where the church is. If you're in Halifax, it has like the free lunch box on it. I think the loot is on that street as well. So if you're looking at the church from that street, you may notice on the second floor window that you can see sort of like a face in it. The window itself is kind of like icy looking and then there's like a black face in the window. There's two stories about how it came about. So I'm gonna explain both of them to you guys. And then you tell me which one seems more real to you and which one you believe. Okay? All right. Okay. Story number one is that on that cold December morning, the deacon of the church was standing in the window looking upon the Halifax Harbor when the explosion hit. The heat from the explosion etched his profile into the glass, and that is how the face came about. That's how the face was there. It's just like his etched out figurine. The second story is a little bit more gruesome, and I found it while researching the whole story. I've never actually heard of this one before, but it's that a sailor's decontact... Number four. Um, <laughs> number four. four. Yeah. Uh, appetated. That's the word. <laughs> a sailor's decapitated head flew through the window so hard that it made the incision. Oh. So, like, his head... Yeah. Holy. I know. Wow. So... One of the crazier things is that it's been 106 years since the Halifax explosion. It's been 106 years since the figure came to be. But no matter how many times they've like cleaned the window, I'm pretty sure they even tried to replace the window at one point, the figure keeps reappearing. It can never go away. That is insane. I know. So what do you guys think happened? Both are very plausible. The second story would not surprise me in the least if that's what no. actually happened. I think I'm team second story. I They're don't both know. terrifying. I'm a, I'm a firm um, believer in spirit. There's no doubt in my mind that this is a real thing that exists. That's crazy. That's, I don't even know, like, just, oh my, I can't even, like, do you know what, <laughs> what does the face look like? Like, is it, like, a man? It's a man's face. So, you know... The basic generic like facebook it's like that shoulders oh. and the head okay yeah, yeah it's yeah. like that okay so like oh. it's very possible that like the first story of the deacon was standing there and it's just like looking oh. at him oh. <laughs> yeah uh-uh. yeah <laughs> i i definitely think the first the first scenario i definitely think that's something that that would be happening and if you're in like during the Halifax explosion, like it makes perfect sense. Like you're watching it and you're by the window or whatever. And then there's like this figure that just appears. It, it makes so much sense to yeah. me. It's terrifying. Either yeah. way. Yeah, either way is awful. I did want to give some credit to where I found that story. Um, I've heard about it since I've been little, but I did a little bit more research and the website mysteriesofcanada.com. They have a whole like page of ghost stories and mysteries from Canada and Nova Scotia. So that's where I found most of the information from that one. And I found the second part to that on their website too. So I have one more. You guys got to bear with me here. I'm looking at this now. It's like four pages long. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and it's one that I've never heard of before. I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to happen. So... This is the story of the haunting of Esther Cock, and it's in Amherst, Nova Scotia. So it's a little further away. Okay. Probably like an hour. Yeah, um, an hour from Halifax. 
I've never actually been, so. <laughs> I've, like, drove yeah. by it because we've done, like, family trips to, like, New Brunswick and stuff, but I've never, like, stopped and, like, been a tourist there. I almost yeah. a tour guide. Uh, of course, I've never been a tour guide <laughs> there, but I've never also been a tourist. Yeah. But... Isn't it, like, right on the border, too, like, here in New Brunswick? Yeah, it's, like, right where that little oomph of Nova Scotia, <laughs> like, on the left-hand side, like, right before you hit New Brunswick. Ah, uh, so... Yeah. It's the oomph. Oh, yeah. So, on the afternoon of August 28th, 1878... Esther Cox, who was 19 at the time, went out for a drive with Bob McNeil. He was a local young man, and during the drive, Bob suddenly pulled the buggy over in a remote area and pointed a revolver at Esther, commanding her to get out of the buggy. Unsure of what Bob had in store for her, Esther was terrified and refused. Esther's refusal made him increasingly irritated, but luckily she was saved by the sound of another wagon approaching in the distance. Fearing being caught, Bob put the revolver away and drove Esther back home. Locals described Bob as cruel and even went so far to say that he would skin cats alive and watch them run around in pain for amusement. He was said to have left Amherst shortly after the incident, but was still alive in 1879. So that's a little bit of background. Um, now you get to meet the two characters in the story so far. There's mm-hmm. Esther and there's Bob McNeil. So within a month after the attacks, weird events started happening at the Teed Cottage in Amherst, Nova Scotia. Esther Cox lived in a small house with her sister, Olive, her husband, Daniel Teed, along with their two young sons, Willie and George. Esther and Olive's sister, Jeannie, and brother, John, and Daniel's brother, also named John, lived in the house as well. So to say it was cramped is completely an understatement. This house is packed full of people. So the almost year-long haunting of Esther included a wide range of things happening, including items disappearing and reappearing in other places, spontaneous fires, and disembodied voices who later identified themselves as Maggie Fisher, her sister Mary Fisher, Peter Cock, Jane Nichol, Eliza McNeil, and Bob Nichol. Later talking about these attacks, Jeannie, who I said was like the younger sister, described her sister Esther as appearing with short hair, almost standing on the end, her face blood red, and her eyes looking as if they would start out of their sockets, while her hands were gasping on the back of a chair so tightly that her fingernails sank into the soft wood. Mm-hmm. Esther's account was that she was so swollen, she felt like she was going to burst, and her skin became increasingly hot. So she's seeing these ghosts, she's freaking out. When a local doctor was called to the house a few days later to visit Esther, he diagnosed her with nervous excitement and prescribed her with a sedative to help treat her. In December of that year, Esther was diagnosed with diphtheria, which I had to do some research on. And according to the CDC, it's a serious infection caused by a strain of bacteria called Ronobacterium diphtheria, and it makes a toxin in the body. So when Esther was gone and in the hospital, the family reported no paranormal activity in the house, and that was until she came home. So once she arrived home, small fires began to start around the house, including one in their cellar. And the weird thing about this was that when the fires started, all the family members were together. So there was no way for one of them to like sneak out and go set a fire and like come back, right? There was, everyone mm-hmm. was together. There was no sneaking around. Shortly after the fire, a ghost allegedly appeared to Esther and insisted that if she did not leave the house that very night, he would set the loft on fire and burn them all to death. The family knew that Esther had to leave, so she did, and she found a temporary shelter at John's White House, which is just another doom name rest of the time. That is a very violent way of telling somebody to get out of the house. Exactly. Oh. (laughs) Imagine. Both the Teeth Cottage and the White House experienced a pause in ghost activity, so there's nothing going on. But before they knew it, it started again. So the ghost did pretty much the same thing in John White's home that he did in the Teeth Cottage. Um, They made contact with Esther, the fire started, and in fear that they would lose her house, John White convinced Esther to go with him to work at a dining saloon, which a dining saloon is an old-fashioned word for a bar. Still at the dining saloon, the ghost still managed to make an appearance. At one point, a knife belonging to John's son was taken from his hands and used to stab Esther in the back twice. After this escalation of events, Esther moved around several more times, back to the teen's home and then to the home of neighbors, but the ghost followed wherever she went. So each time she went to like her house and different neighbors' houses, 
The events began to spiral out of control with fires for violent actions. And Esther would be asked to leave the house again to avoid damages like the house burning down. And neighbors, friends, and town people alike all witnessed these strange happenings around Esther. And they were widely reported by the local news. The Amherst Gazette at the time published several accounts by locals, including the loud sounds that could be heard by people in the street as they passed the house. So the house is alive with something in it. Um, Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Um, Now, before I can tell you how this story ends, it's important that we go back a little bit. The story came from a book called The Great Amherst Mystery by Walter Hubble. He observed these events and the family in their home from June 1879 through to August 1879, and Hubble believed he was an authority of the elusive effect that stage performers like himself would use to entertain and trick audiences, members, and believing performed magical arts. So he thought all this was like a hoax. He was like, oh, they're just doing this for publicity. With a background in professional acting, he believed he would be able to decipher any trickery afoot or or there's another one. Uh, <laughs> or deception tactic being used in a widely reported amorous haunting and exposed the mystery to be a fraudulent act put on by the affected family. So Walter stayed with the family and was pretty much the seeing eye into the story. Now in 1879, Walter saw Esther for the last time when he left Amherst with the mystery unsolved. Sometime later, he wrote to the family and found out that Esther has been afflicted onto a barn fire, which later means that he, she was like found arrested for it because of her location to where the barn was, which was totally destroyed by the fire. Esther was arrested and sentenced to four months in jail, and she was arrested after a month and did not experience any more poltergeist activity. So after she went to jail, she came out and nothing else happened. That is insane. Uh, yeah. By 1882, she seemed to have finally moved on from what the hauntings was and married and had a son. The ghosts no longer bothered her from this point on. <laughs> what the heck? And that is, that's the haunting of Esther Cock. I'm so blown away by all of this. <laughs> Yeah. From what I've heard, like, because I had a coughing fit because my cough is really bad from COVID, but holy frig. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Man, I really hope that she had a good remainder of her life after all that, especially with a kid. Yeah. I can't imagine trying to raise a kid and having to deal with that and seeing the things that she saw. I really hope that she was okay after that like that's that's nuts i'm I'm still baffled by just a knife (laughs) lying across the room like that's yeah wild that's i was gonna say that too yeah that's just that baffles my mind i know like last night when i was writing this because i left it to the last minute um (laughs) i was writing and i kept like running out to my mom i'm like did you hear about this part did you hear about this part and it was She's like, I don't want to hear this right now. Don't, don't tell me about it. <laughs> Especially if it's already the evening. It's like, I'd like to sleep tonight, please. <laughs> please. Yeah. We will be right back. But first, a few messages. What's that? Robot blood. I always knew the industrial age would end in chaos. Be sure to tell the young woman that mother sends regards. Good night, campers. You are trespassing on SeaWorld property. What if these things can read our minds? They're gonna be awful mad when they get to me. Welcome to the Video Cult. We're dedicated to bringing to light some of the most weird and wonderful movies you've ever or never seen. Dead teenagers' brains. What's really in there? Dead teenagers' brains. Cult classics, B-movie masterpieces, Diamonds in the Rough. Join Josh, Gabrielle, and myself, Nathan, for deep dives and scene-by-scene breakdowns of these entertaining cinematic oddities. Are you wearing a condom? What? No, I didn't think so. Well, this is a safe sex zone, sir, so you're going to have to move along. The first three episodes drop July 19th everywhere you get podcasts. Welcome to the cult. Dust off that VCR, and don't forget your popcorn. Thank you.
Have a nice day. And now it's time to get back into the spook. Our final bet is some would you rather questions. It's Halloween, so it's only appropriate we talk candy, chips, etc. Would you rather are you team chips or are you team chocolate bar? Chips. I'd say chips too, yeah. I'm going chips because I was yeah. I was team chips and team salty for a long period of time. And then I chipped my tooth eating popcorn, oh. and now I'm traumatized. And you know what? I've been really into dark chocolate lately. A little, little dark mm. chocolate arrow. Dark chocolate? Mm. No. That's... Mm. <laughs> that no. is out the door. It's not allowed in my apartment. No. It's, it's bitter <laughs> like my soul. I love me some dark chocolate. <laughs> Would you rather Doritos barbecue or Lay's barbecue? I'm not a big like barbecue fan at all, but I've never had the Doritos barbecue. Someone say Lay's barbecue. Okay. Yeah. Ryan. If I had to pick barbecue, because I don't eat it much, Lay's all the way. Yeah. Let me just. I'm sorry for anyone I offend. Doritos barbecue sucks. I've had it. It <laughs> sucks. Nobody can convince me that it is good. Lay's all the way. I love Doritos. Everything else though. Everything else. Lay's is amazing. Their company, love. I worked at Superstore for like two summers. Man, getting half off of Lay's chips was life. Would you rather Humpty Dumpty Puff cheesies or Crunchy Cheetos cheesies? Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty, Brienne? I think I'm going the Crunchy Cheetos. Brienne is correct. I'm really (laughs) sorry, Sarah. Especially the jalapeno and cheddar. They're okay. Oh, so good. Would you rather Kit Kat or Coffee Crisp? Kit Kat. Coffee Crisp. I've actually only lately <laughs> been really into Coffee Crisp. It's only been in the past like couple months that I've had Coffee Crisp and I'm on a huge Coffee Crisp kick. It was one of those things where I like hated it as a kid and then I tried it as an adult and I was like, oh my God, it's so good. So I have a question. I have never had a coffee crisp before, so that's why I'm saying Kit Kat. But also, does coffee crisp taste like actual coffee? Like, and that was and it. that was what I told myself as a kid when I tried coffee crisp, and it does not. I'm an Advent coffee drinker. I don't find it tastes like coffee in the okay. least. It's very it's it's a lot more wafer cookie than Kit Kat, so you have to know that going yeah. in if that's something you like. There's not as much chocolate. Hmm but it's very good. I might have to try it. I think that's what I'll do this Halloween. I'll try that. That's your goal. Do it. Would you rather Smarties or M&M? Smarties. M&M's. Yeah, I'm team M&M. The little little tubes with the mini M&M's, you just take it like a shot glass. My friend gave me those for, because when I was was sick, she came over and she gave me some M&M's. And I just like sat on my bed and chugged them down. Yeah, you pound it back. That is the only appropriate thing to do. Yes. Yep. You can pound back a box of Smarties. Not as easily. Yeah. Not as easily. Because they're bigger. I got a really small mouth, Sarah. That's that's like, I I have, I take two. (laughs) You're looking at the person that takes two bites out of their Timbits, okay? Okay. A box of Smarties is too much. Yeah, that's, that's too much for me. Would you rather Mars bars or Snickers? Mars bars because I haven't had Snickers before. Brienne. Sarah, I've never Aren't had a Snickers thing, before. Though? I've never had a Snickers before. <laughs> Sarah, Brienne, is Sarah the I only know. one that's had a Snickers? Oh my god. <laughs> Snickers are the best. What is a Snickers? What what's in a Snickers? It's like a uh, it's a good carrot. <laughs> I don't know, but it's good. <laughs> There's like caramel and peanuts in it. Okay. And chocolate coating. Okay. Isn't it like a Mars bar, but just with peanuts? Yeah. Okay. 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 If, if, okay. Bri- if Brienne tries a coffee crisp, I'll try Snickers. I'm open okay. to the Next idea. time we're all together, we won't do that. We will. Yes. Would you rather black licorice or red licorice? Red. Yeah, let me say both of these suck. <laughs> if you're going to a candy store or a convenience store, 
and all you grab is licorice, that's gross. Get a real candy. I'm with you guys. Like, with... I would want neither, but if I went to, like, a Halloween party and they had licorice there, and they had black or red, I'd pick red. Yeah, I would pick red, too. Have you ever seen, like... They're like the twisters, but they come in like the different colors. Like there's like the, the yep. blue. Oh, yeah. Also suck. Also yeah. up there with black licorice. They suck. My, my dad, You're, he has those every Halloween and I don't know how he eats the them. The colorful ones? Mm-hmm. Man, Ralph, we need to have a convo. Ralph, what are you doing? Ralph, come <laughs> on, man. Would you rather Skittles or Mike and Dykes? Skittles. Honestly, Mike and Dykes. I have a delicate mouth. Mike and Dykes. <laughs> Mike and Dykes oh, no. all the way. The 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 yeah. berry mix one. Oh yeah. Oh my, oh, my god. A work of art. Man, I'm the only Skittles lover in here. I do love Skittles. Don't get me wrong. Skittles? I love Skittles. If you give me a bag of them, after a while they hurt my jaw. Yeah. Mm. I'm like chewing. But like Mike and Dykes. Bite, bite, gone. You're good. I actually had a conversation <laughs> with my mother about this earlier because she has really sensitive teeth like myself and her teeth like chip like crazy. So she's like, I can't do almonds anymore. I can't do a lot of things. And like, I was like, almonds suck anyways. You're not missing anything. And just had a conversation. <laughs> but I was saying, that's why I can't have score anymore. Like the little score pieces, they get stuck in my teeth. Oh. I can't do toffee. I can't do score. Like, because I was an Advent... You're not missing out on much. I was, I was an Advent score McFlurry person at McDonald's. <laughs> I... That's two. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> two for me. <laughs> two for me. I very much loved the score McFlurries from McDonald's. They were my go-to for a while. And I can't anymore. I can't. It's not worth it. The final one. Would you rather Starburst or Sour Patch Kids? Starburst. Yeah. We made this list. I said Sour Patch Kids, but... I'm thinking more of a Starburst. Yeah, uh-huh. see, see, Starburst Cause... gives me the same score energy. So <laughs> I love Starburst. I just, I can't bring myself to pick it because of that. Yeah. So I'm team Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Fair. But like, same thing with like Skittles and Mike and Ike's. Like, my mouth is delicate. So if I have too many Sour Patch Kids, my mouth hurts. So. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. All right. That's it. Ooh. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. We are yeah. going to be making episodes every second Thursday. So be on the lookout. Spotify, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Brienne. Yep, turn those notifications on. Yeah, Brienne, where where else can they find us social media wise? You can find us on Facebook. Yep. Instagram. Yep. And TikTok. Yep. You What's our at? It. At yeah, Scotian Mix. At. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you guys. See you in two weeks. Bye.